Hey, NFRMI, and to those of you that are new, welcome to Know For Real, the podcast. Come hang out with me as I host everyday conversations about uni, faith, and relationships. Without sugarcoating, I'll offer a fresh perspective on the raw realities of growing up in this generation. I don't have all the answers because just like the rest of you, I'm still in the process of navigating this journey we call life. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of No For Real, the podcast. Um, today I have my a guest. It's my older brother. His name is Emmanuel. Um, Emmanuel, you can introduce yourself. What's going on, guys? I am happy to be here today on this podcast. Uh, appreciate you for reaching out and having me on. Uh, my name is Emmanuel, and uh, I, I trade uh, the Forex market, and uh, that's pretty much what I do on a day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just pretty pretty much wrapped up my day, uh, so it's it's nice to to, to be on here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so on today's episode, we're kind of gonna um, so I'm gonna ask you questions about how you started, like from your early late teens, early twenties, and where you are now and your journey. So mm-hmm. I guess the first question is like you can just tell us about um, a time in your life where you felt lost, possibly like in your early late teens, early twenties. And if you weren't sure, like what you wanted to do. Yeah, I I think, and that's, that's, that's a loaded question. (laughs) That's a really (laughs) loaded question. Um, Personally for me, I have, my journey has been incredible. I'm, I'm 26 right now. And I think that I've, I've had many experiences, obviously, you know, I wasn't born here. I was born in Nigeria, for those who didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so coming here, living there for 14 years of my life gave me a huge perspective and appreciation for the life that we have in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. So being able to tap back into that allowed me to feel gratitude even at my lowest point. So I'd say it, it, took, a lot to, it took a lot to get there, but now that I where I am right now, that's, that's where, that's how I feel. I'm very grateful for my experience. Uh, it, how do I say it? Like the question, give me, give me one question to shit at, you know? So. Okay. Um, so I guess you can start off when you, Oh, this is hard. You're late teens. So when did you, uh, move out Okay. and, um, your journey from there, I guess. Okay. So I, I moved out right about when I was 18 um, and I had, I, I think that my journey really started for me when I started exercising, when I started weight training and that was just right before college. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I started taking that seriously and I was, I was 150 pounds mm-hmm. skinny. and I think with a, a, a determined, with determination, the determination that I had to get bigger um, inspired me to like work, uh, and going to the gym and exercising instilled like even more work ethic in me. And once I accomplished my goal, like literally before like college, I, I went from like 150, 160 pounds to like 200 pounds, like obviously no steroids, just like naturally mm-hmm. like doing it and working five days a week. Mentally, I gained, you know, I, I gained new perspective and I saw myself you know, capable and it, that instilled more self-respect and self-discipline in myself. So that's why I always uh, tell people, you know, exercising isn't just like, you know, something you do because you are, you want to be fit. You know, you look at a meathead because they work out. I think for me, it's, it's very much mental uh, because once you can tap into the mental aspect of your life where you're being, you can actually accomplish a lot more in a world that is based on matter. Uh, so doing that allowed me to say, okay, you know, what else can I do? So at 18, obviously the commute from college was like pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was, it it made sense to move out at that time and moving out was very difficult because at 18, none of my friends were living on your own and going to college and working a job. So yeah. it was like, it was like an un, like even in call when I got to college, nobody was doing that. <laughs> like very, very few people. Yeah. So 
What I started doing is literally the same thing that I do till this day is when you don't know, you find you ask for help and guidance, not necessarily a handout, but you get you like you, you, you go out and seek knowledge. So while I was in the gym, I would talk to guys or talk to people, um, even like um, obviously I was I think this was I moved out in like my second year of college, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd already achieved my goal in, in, in fitness. So second year in college, I'm, I'm looking to move out and I'm talking to people in college and in the gym and asking them, hey, how did you do it? How did you do it on your own? Is it something that I am capable of doing? That, that was what I was like thinking in my head. Like if this guy is doing it, can I do it? And the more you talk to people and very few people were obviously doing it the way that I wanted because um. I, like I couldn't get like OSAP to pay for my living or anything. So I wanted to, I, I needed to hustle. I needed to get a job. Yeah. So that was the main thing, half savings. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know what, what this, once I got the game plan that I'm going to need a couple thousands, mm-hmm. I, the summer, that summer before the second year started, my life was literally work and my vision of moving out. And I, I was listening to, I was listening to, um, to actually, uh, uh, this guy, he's, uh, he's, he's, he passed away now. Uh, 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 Miles Monroe, he's a, he's a minister from the Bahamas. And what I really love about him is it, the way he talks about vision. And I think that the way that I've lived my life has always been based on vision. And some of the things that you guys don't even know is when I was in Nigeria, Mm-hmm. I would always visualize being in Canada and pretty much like having, you know, a great college experience, you know, the things that we, I do now, I visualized all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I visualized even, uh, even being with, you know, with like with a girl like Jessica, you know, cause it's, <laughs> I, I was like surrounded by, I'm like, you know what, it'll be nice to be, you know, with like to, to, to even interact with a white girl or something like that, because <laughs> that on TV. And and back then, American Pie just came out and I would watch American Pie and like fantasize and like visualize and dream. So that's just that's how I would describe myself as like uh, a dreamer. And I and, and I take it pretty, pretty seriously because I think you can live a purposeful life. Uh, but going back to moving out, um, yeah, I just, I worked and worked like crazy. I was actually, I had a job at No Frills at the time that I was also working <laughs> <laughs> and I hated that job. And and, as, and and the funny thing is my manager at the time told me if I didn't work hard at the job, I would never be to where he, like be where he's at. And he was like, he wasn't even the owner. He was just the manager, maybe, maybe like $20 an hour. And And for me, even at that time, I had, enough self-respect in myself to know that this wasn't something that I wanted to do. Yeah. But moving forward, it's, it's tough, like figuring out, figuring it um, all out. So I started working, I started applying for um, what do you call factory jobs? And because that was the only job I was capable of getting at the time that would pay enough money for me to save in that summer. And the job was maybe like, it started off at like $14 an hour. So you, you go to like these, um, what do you call like contract, uh, like job, like contracting, uh, like, like companies or whatever. And they, and they send you as a contractor to these like factories. So while I was working at No Frills a couple of days a week, I was also, I got a full-time job in that, that summer working at a factory. Mm-hmm. And I literally had no life. And I was still obviously trying to keep up, keep up with like my fitness. So I would go, I would wake up at like 4 a.m. and get to the factory for five, mm-hmm. you know, five, five, like five, five thirty, sometimes 6 a.m. And, and it was a, the one that was most memorable for me was, was a meat factory. I was working at a meat factory where they made burgers mm-hmm. and that job was, it was, it was, it was painful. And the only reason that I survived that was because I had a goal so strong and a vision so 
like I need, I wanted to move out, you know, because it, it just, it just seemed like the, like the perfect thing to do. And in my head, I had that vision stamped that it was going to happen. And, um, I'm in the factory and I'm looking all around me and all I see is people who immigrants, a lot of immigrants, uh, a lot of Indian immigrants, you know, black immigrants, uh, Somalians, a lot of people. And what I see, there's a, there's a lot of pain, you know, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of, uh, just like anger, frustration of life that this is where you end up and, and the work to it's, it's, it's repetitive for some people, but the work that I was doing, I was like, uh, like, like I was lifting the bag, like, like 20 pounds of meat and putting it in the grinder. And that was like on a skid. We probably had maybe like 10, 15 skid a day. And each pound of meat, like not, sorry, each block of meat is like maybe like five to 10 pounds. So I'm lifting that and people would come in and try to get the job and work that day and they'll get fired. So a lot of people, a lot of kids my age couldn't do that job. Even friends that I wanted to like, because they, they liked the way I work. So I was trying to get my friends in, but they couldn't survive it because it was just so difficult to do. And I understand why, because it's not, it wasn't a job you could do if you didn't have most of the kid, most of the guys who did it, they had child support to pay. You know, they had something that required them to hold a job. So some of the kids that came were just looking for a summer gig. And, but yeah, you know, I did that and, uh, it, it was by the end of the summer while I was also working at Nofield. So I would finish the job, start at six, finish at three, get to Nofield for five, 5 PM, 5 PM to nine 30, I would finish Nofield and I would repeat that cycle. So between 3 PM and five uh, and five, I would go to the gym after work go to the gym. I would work out. At this point, I wasn't focused on getting big. I was just trying to maintain the work I had put in in the previous years, the previous two to three, two, two years or so, so that I could still maintain a certain level of physique. I wasn't trying to like put on muscle because I, I was depleted mentally and physically. Uh, so I carried on for like the summer. And by the end of the summer, fortunately enough, I had saved up maybe like seven, eight grand <laughs> or so in, um, I'd say like, yeah, like four months or whatever. And yeah. And I, I got a place and, <laughs> and, uh, and that was, that was history. And where I started off, what you didn't know is because you never saw that place. You see the place I live now, Yeah. <laughs> but the place I started off was $500 a month. It was a shared room. It was garbage. It was shit, but it gave me a space to think and focus on like everything else that I wanted to do, you know, in life. So um, obviously you, where you start off, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's where you're going. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was, that was a little bit of that. <laughs> okay. No, that, that was a lot, but um, so you went, so you can tell them now, like what you went to school for. Um, mm -hmm how you realized like that's not what you wanted to do the jobs that you went into after because I know you did a, you've done a couple different things like security um personal gym, training yeah, yeah and um, where you are now Ult ultimately I went to school uh, this I, I had this friend I, I thought was still pretty good now Jacob his name was Jacob and while when we were in high school he was he had the most money out of everybody he was always like hustling, saving, and just talking about success. And I never saw myself making more than fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year, right? So, and even that was like, whoa, that's that's like beyond amazing. So, police foundation was what I took in college, and that seemed like the most. It I, I could do that. And I, or I, at least I thought, or I, like, I, I didn't get great, amazing grades in school. So that was what I got. And I'm like, you know, maybe I, I'll go try this out. And I was still working off a limited vision of myself because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I think that's the, that's, that's the issue with society right now is there's not a whole lot of, um, 
it's it's more like go out not even go out there and figure it out it's it's very we don't learn how to make decisions for ourselves or how to think for ourselves right because we we live our life having other people tell us what to do consistently so when it's time to make these critical decisions we don't know i don't know what to do i've never done anything you know in in my life before now you're telling me to go pick a career and stick with it for the rest of my life okay cool Let's do police. Um, so I did that for about two years. And in those two years, uh, in the two-year program, I never saw myself being a cop. It, I, and I knew that internally. I never said it to anybody uh, because I was, uh, I was afraid of not, of doing it for two years and not moving forward with it. And, you know, obviously telling mom that, you know, this is not something I want to do. It's scary to tell your parents that um, after you've dedicated time and money into it but ultimately i said okay you know what after the program's done the next best path to follow which would still be to stick to this lie that i had formulated for myself of being a police officer for the entire world um and i knew internally it maybe wasn't something i was interested in mm -hmm. uh, so i was gonna go into criminal justice, crim, crim, uh, criminology and whatever, and do that. Okay. Uh, my grades, obviously, in college, it wasn't good enough because I wasn't as focused. Maybe my favorite subject in college was psychology. And that's something <laughs> that I, I'm more interested in now than anything. It's like I literally just, I read it, I read a psychology book like every morning. It's, it's or a book on behavior like psychology because it, it fits in, in the market of what I do. But um yeah, so kind of lost my train of thought there. But once I got once I once I uh, got out of police and got into criminal justice, criminal justice. No, didn't get into criminal justice. I, I was applying to get in get into it, and I decided to take one year off. And in taking that one year off, I met. I was. I decided to go get a job. At, uh, <laughs> sorry, as a bouncer, and I was also bouncing. At nightclubs. This was something that I was doing while I was in college as well, but I started doing it heavily um, and during that like time off, you know, from college. And I was also working security as well. So I got a security, like a legitimate security job where you wear a uniform and whatnot. And, and so I was, I had a full-time security job and bouncing, you know, Monday, um, like, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the weekends. And while I was bouncing, I, I was working at this club called Wayward. And I met a guy who was doing Forex, who was doing trading. This was like almost six years ago. Uh, so trading wasn't all over social media. Everybody you saw wasn't you know necessarily doing like trading. And he introduced me to it. And that was pretty much how I, I, I got started. And once within the first... He told me I worked in the club with him for maybe a month or so. And then he's like, hey, man, I got something that I think you'd be interested in. And he charged me two grand to show me to for me to even like get to see what it was. But because I was in like this discovery phase where I was so open to trying things and 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 not just staying within that fearful state of like, okay, you know what? I have to only do this or I have to only do that. I was open. And that night when he told me, I literally felt in my heart that this is, this is something, this is something that you're going to be doing for a while. And I couldn't sleep for luckily <laughs> he texted me the next morning at like early, like 6am. Hey man, I'm going to come by. I'm going to grab you. We're going to go over to my place and I'm going to show you, you know, what, what, what it is. So he was kind of like my first mentor. And that was how I got started. And I've, I haven't looked back, you know, ever since. That's been a lot of trial and errors, but, you know, it's, 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 it's sticking to that vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, how did you decide that? Because now you do it full time, right? Yeah. So what made you uh, decide that? Because some people, like, you know, they like to work. I don't know, maybe a job that they don't really like on the side, but it could be draining for them. But you decide yeah. that you just want to do this full time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons why I I looked at it 
from okay knowing knowing <sighs> me not being the greatest academically limited you know my options in terms of the jobs that I was going to be able to do so mm -hmm. rather than me listening to what what like the the like the defects of of my academic experience I'm like okay you know what this is something that I could possibly study work hard I can do that and if it's a skill that I can work on I can develop that skill mm -hmm. so I that's that's the important thing about exercising that exercising taught me was commitment and having a vision of yourself and I would say like a vision is more important so in that period of time what the guy actually did a very good job in he sold me a vision a vision of me working for myself a vision of me you know making a lot of money a vision of me just like being my own boss and this was like i'm like okay perfect i'm in and and he, once he showed me a little bit and i looked and i saw that like in one day i could make a thousand dollars in the trade and i was like whoa this is insane this is outstanding so i was hooked and i started studying and while I was working other job and my before I knew it like the one year off from school turned into two years of not going back you know so it's like fortunately I'd already finished like the program that I set in mind for myself so I was just like you know what I'm not gonna go go back I'm just gonna start working on this and while I was in college I I was I, I threw a lot of parties I was partying a lot so I made a lot of friends for that reason. So a lot of the people around me were very much like, okay, obviously like we're like nine or 19, 20. Cause when the guy showed me trading, I was 19. So we're doing what 19 year olds do. And the more that I started diving into it, the more I realized, okay, I need to get focused. I need to start building something for myself and building some sort of foundation. And instantly, the people that I thought were my friends, obviously, like, they were not interested in, in building something. They weren't a party. And they wanted to have fun and, and, and meet all, like, all the girls and all that stuff, which is fine, which is something that a typical 19-year-old would do. But coming from where I come from and the responsibility of me living on my own already had already developed, like, an inner beast, I would say, of, like, me being sort of like responsible and like serve, uh, sorry, uh, what's the word? Like self-reliant, you know, I rely greatly on myself and my ability. So it was easy for me to say, okay, you know, this is something I'm going to focus on because I have responsibilities. I got bills to pay and you don't, you live with your mom. So it was easy to distinguish, you know, like, like who wanted it and who did it. So I started focusing and didn't care about like hanging out with a lot of people and just, focused on the work and and that's something that I still do to do to the till this day is just I just I just do the work I just I just do whatever it takes for me to for me to get there and the journey I created like my my goals and all this other stuff and funny enough I think maybe like two years into it I, I create I wrote something down on a piece of paper that I carried with me on my wallet and it said um, in July of 20, in July of 2019, I became a full-time trader, having earned, um, you know, a nice sum of money. Well, I'm not going to put the exact amount, whatever. Uh, I became a full-time trader. And I kind of carried that in my wallet and it deteriorated because of years of there. So I, start, I, I taped it so the paper wouldn't like, would stop deteriorating. <laughs> um, and in that time, I, I, in that time I was working, I was working. So when I'm working security, I'm working as a bouncer. Some days when I'm patrolling, I would look at it. You know, I would look at it and be like, man, you know, I'm going to do this one day. I'm going to do this. And I would feel the emotions of doing it and I would visualize you know one day working for myself and just how it would feel and like I'll, I'll just be like I'll, I'll, it was it was such a happy feeling it was such a happy feeling 
And this is one of the reasons why I, I achieved it. And even at that time, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand because we talk about the law of attraction. But what I study now and I'm heavily focused on is I, I go beyond that. How does your brain work? And a lot of people get stuck on the, our environment, right? So if you look at people in the projects, for example, Mm-hmm. The reason why that cycle continues for so long, or even like people in pain or anything, the reason why it continues for so long is because that is a physical representation of where you are currently at. So what happens is you focus on that. If you focus on the fact that you have no money in your bank account constantly, you're not going to get more money in your bank account because your energy is tied to the lack that you're experiencing. So what I tell people to do is create a positive vision of yourself, create a positive projection of yourself. And that's something that like, even as a young kid, like when I lived in Nigeria, that was what I was doing. I didn't understand it, but that was what I was doing. I was creating a positive projection of myself and living that rather than focusing on where I was at in my environment. Because I, I, came, I came literally from the gutter. You know, in Nigeria, there wasn't a, a lot happening, but I was living, I was living in my future. And that made me excited. That made me, that gave me a different passion for living. And you can't be afraid to do that. Yeah. You cannot be afraid to do that because if you don't have a positive pro- projection, it's like a map. It's like literally a roadmap. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a roadmap for your life, you're not going to end up anywhere. Mm-hmm. You, it's It's almost like, you know, some people say I'm, I'm, I have many talents, so I'm not going to focus on any of them. Guess what? None of them will come into few, like, you know, like none of them will happen. Right. If you chase two, two, two rats, you're not going to catch any, Right. That's just how life works. So I tell people it's like create a vision of yourself and don't be limited. If there's something that you want to do or maybe you don't know what you want to do, that's OK. Just start off with what kind of a lifestyle do you want for yourself? And that was how I started because I wasn't sure if trading was something that I was going to be doing long-term. But what I, what I did was I defined the lifestyle that I wanted for myself. I wanted to work for myself. You know, I wanted to make, you know, a certain amount of money, um, you know, on a consistently uh, basis. I want to be able to like do something that allowed me to travel the world and, 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 and do all of that. These are still like some of the goals, like I hit some of the goals I'm still working on, you know? So but ultimately, the main goal was working for myself, you know, not having someone tell me, you know, you're not going to be somebody or you're going to you're going to work at, at no fields for the rest of your life. So, it, 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 yeah, that's that's the one thing. Like vision is everything. If you don't have a vision of where you're going, it's it, like you're not going to you're not going anywhere. You're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So you also must mentioned a couple of things like about your friends and stuff. Do you yeah. feel like the friend group you have or the circle circle you have? Cause I know a lot of people say this reflects like who you are. Like all of you have the same work ethic. You all have goals. You all have like a sense of direction. If you mm-hmm. know what I mean, do you feel that way? I, uh, absolutely. Like it's, I, I think that my, for me, my circle is very small. And I'm very particular at who I like, who I hang around with, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's the way I protect my energy at all costs. And I protect my vision at all costs because you hang around, do nothing. You will end up with do nothing. And that's literally just how it is because it's, it's very funny. Cause our, like oftentimes it's something that your parents will tell you, you know, most parents will say, yeah, you know, you got to watch who you're hanging around with. Yes. Like sometimes they don't even understand the, the extent of it. But because even your lives are affected by your friends. So they hang around, you know, women who gossip or like men who like do like do nothing. You end up the same. But it's 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 something that, you know, like it's just being said. But the influence of 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 the people around you, your environment, it's 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 interesting. Even as a kid, my daughter, um, Esme, she's almost two now. So uh, she started daycare maybe a month ago. So at home, we try to get her to do these things like, you know, paint and all that. Uh, painting was, was one. And every time we do it, it's a disaster. 
right? It's a, it's a disaster. And she'll have like paint all over her hair or face or arm. It looks like it just, it's chaotic. But now she goes to daycare and I'm at home working and they send me a picture of her painted. And there is not a single paint on her body. Like it's the paint goes exactly where it needs to go. And she's not, she's not even two yet. Guess what? So I go to the daycare and I ask them like, why is, what's the difference? And what they said was powerful influence, the influence of other kids doing it as well, you know, and, and, and doing it properly, not putting all over your face. So she sees them doing it. So she wants to do it the way that they're doing it. So it's a very primitive part of our being that we like, we want to do what we see other people doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you understand that, it could be of benefit and also dis- like disadvantage. Ultimately, what I advise, you know, like what, what I did for myself is if I see someone that is doing something in a successful manner and in a way that inspires me, I follow the footsteps and that and try to discover my own path mm-hmm. within that. And it's the same where if you see someone doing something that you don't want to do, and you like, you can either choose to follow your footsteps, right? And if you follow your footsteps, you're going to do the exact same thing and end up in the exact same place that they end up in, right? So that's, I, I never really hung around people who weren't lighting flames to my vision. And actually, I had a really close friend who at the time I'll consider like a best friend. And because we were partying, you see me, you see him, you see me, you see him, you know? And um, once I started trying to be like an entrepreneur and working for myself, we're in 1920. I'm like, well, let's, let's do this. You know, instead of partying, you know, let's really start putting our energy towards building something for ourselves. And, you know, quickly there was like, uh, hesitation before you know it like we literally split ways just because I was so driven I was driven and I wasn't about what I was about anymore mm-hmm. and I didn't want to talk about girls like that you know I didn't want to talk about the next party and it, my, my, my goal literally became my future where am I going and that's what you have to get excited with like people don't get excited about where they're going even in COVID you can get excited about like where you're going get excited about where you're going because like there's something out there for you and you have to like paint that picture for yourself because meant like the mind is is extraordinary like that's where you create everything from and that's you have to go within that in order for you to create something to influence the world of matter you can't do it you know like through like matter doesn't influence matter in, in a sense, right? So it's like, if you're trying to like work hard and, and, and that, that will get you where you want to get to. No, you got to like go within and, and, and really paint that vision of yourself, see yourself there, feel the, feel the emotional connection to you being there, the life you're living, live that. What it'll do is it'll signal to your brain that you are in a different environment. Yeah. And this is actually something that has been proven and studied People have used this to cure themselves of cancer, to cure themselves of like Parkinson's, to cure themselves of like insane health disease, manifest insane amount of wealth. And that's literally sort of like what I've been doing without even knowing it. And the more I study it, the more I realize, holy shit, this is actually a very effective way of changing your life and changing your life circumstance. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, sorry, that's it. <laughs> no, 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 so that was really, really good. Um, so knowing that you're in 4X and there's a lot of talk around 4X and wanting to be your own business owner and all that stuff. And I 100% mm-hmm. agree with it. Like some people just want a different life for themselves. But do you think there's some misconceptions about the idea of being a business owner specific, specific, uh, specifically in the um, trading rest- world? Yeah, trading world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's the one thing that is my um, is what I'm currently working on right now. I'm just kind of building something with my graphic designer to start putting content out there uh, that may help, you know, like people who find it like valuable. It's not about the dream. It's not about the lifestyle that you live in. It's about the craft. And I think a lot of people come in to the game with 
the, the, the biggest mistake I made was I came in with the, the mentality of like, I'm going to make a million dollars like tomorrow. It's a get rich quick. Building wealth is not a very, it's not quick. If you're going to build anything, easy come, easy goes, right? So anything that you're going to build, it takes time. So a lot of people, because they get sell, sold the dream from marketers that like you can literally make $500 a day and quit your job within a month, they gravitate towards it. It, it takes a certain level of love and passion for you to do it because it is extremely, um, it, 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 it's easy once you understand what you're doing, but it can be extremely difficult when you don't know what you're doing um, because you lose a lot. You will lose a lot. Like you have to pay your dues in the market. And the only way to pay your dues in the market is to lose money. And that's just the sad truth. But people come and they play the game of loss. Uh, it's called like loss aversion. You know, where you're, it's a psychological term where you're doing everything to not lose that you could potentially even open up yourself to like more losses. Mm-hmm. So you are, people play like, okay, you know what? I'm going to open an account with like four or five grand, but I don't want to lose this money. I can't afford to lose this money. And knowing that like, it's your first account you're going to lose it. Like you're going to lose it unless you've like put a lot of foundational and groundwork. So I think that's a big thing. People don't really know what it takes to do this craft. Uh, And the biggest aspect of the craft is not even the trading or the strategy aspect. It's you. Because what trading will do is it will bring that primitive part of your being that is that like that was passed down from generations and when i say primitive it just means like the the like the the old the old times where we're we're living with like you know uh save like how do you say like like saber tooth like tigers Mm -hmm. They're, they're coming to get you so your brain goes into survival mode especially like if you're not controlling yourself or emotionally you don't understand what's happening when you're in a trade and it's going against you your body starts reacting like fear, like your heart rate increase. It's almost like being like you're, you're, you're being chased by an animal that is trying to kill you because that's like the primitive part of your brain telling you danger, 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 danger. And a lot of people don't know how to deal with that. Right. So um, that is that that's that's another aspect of trading that that's why a lot of traders lose is because they don't understand the psychological aspect of it. Right. And how to calm your mind or to even signal to your brain that it's okay, It's literally okay. And I think now I've gotten to the point where. And this took a lot of losses, a lot of painful and depressing times for me to get to a point where it's like some days I lose like. I lose a cut like, you know, like (laughs) any like a couple, a couple of thousands and I wouldn't even like. I, I wouldn't feel anything, you know, like, or it's, it sucks losing. It sucks losing just to clarify that. But you will like the, what, what I do now is I have, and I know where I'm going because my vision is so clear. Anything that, you know, even a scene, like one losing trade, two losing trade, three losing trade, even some days it's a complete disaster. I don't give it that emotional focus because what you focus on, you create more of, right? So if you're focusing for years, I focused on the lose losses, losses, losses. And guess what? I got more losses. And, you know, because that's what your brain does. Your brain, when you have a painful experience, it will tell you that you are, that's something you should focus on. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to repeat it again. That's just how we survive. That's how we evolve as human beings. Right. So when you are you, you have a loss that's painful. Yeah, you fo- you focus on it. And when you focus on it, you're creating more of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's like that's one thing like I, I tell traders is uh, or the people around me who trade. Don't beat yourself up emotionally for the losses that you take. And this is also something like a principle you can use in life. If you fail, you have a setback. Don't beat yourself up. Just you know, take a look. And I've had a setback. I've had setbacks. I lost, 
he, he like <laughs> like uh, like uh, like over over a hundred grand, over 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 a hundred grand. Yes, over over a hundred grand, and it was very it was very depressing for me yeah. because I didn't I I that would, like it's a lot that was a lot of money that and I didn't know I it, it my brain instantly said you are finished you <laughs> are you are finished and that for a lot of people that's what you feel. And that's what people don't understand in this game is like, you could be so good, but when you take a hit, like now it's like a test of your mental fortitude. Like, how can you come back from that? Right. And I know a lot of traders who have lost a lot more than that, you know, but it's like trading could teach you so much about yourself, about life. Like it literally, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I hadn't discovered that because before, like in college, I wasn't reading. I wasn't working on myself mentally. I was, God knows I wasn't meditating or doing any of that stuff, mm -hmm. which I think it's extremely critical to who I am now. Um, and, and, and yeah, so, so, so yeah, so it's, it, 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 it teaches you a lot, right? But with, with the craft, once you understand it, you can do fairly well. You can make money like rapidly. Um, but you also have to create, find a strategy and, find someone who is willing to educate you in that craft and don't take it the way that they present it to you. Mm -hmm. Do it in a way that works for you. Mm -hmm. right? Build, make it your own. And ultimately, once you start doing that, you will, you will, you, you, you will find more success and more importantly, focusing also on like the mental aspect too. Yeah. will will make it help. Yeah. Also what you just said, cause you mentioned meditating and, um, investing into yourself, reading books. I also, yeah. that when I listen to like other podcasts or like video YouTube videos of other successful people, they always say like to read books. You mm -hmm. suggested some books to me, but it's not <laughs> time to read. Um, reading books, finding time to meditate. Do you think that that really puts you in a mental, mental state? Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's like, when you have a coherent brain, it's, you have like a, like your mind is good, right? But when your brain is fuzzy from all the distractions that we numb ourselves with from watching TV, you know, consider watching all these like seasons of Netflix, going on social media and seeing what, what's happening. There's so many distractions that, that make you like super fuzzy, you know, like mentally. How are you supposed to think clearly? How are you even supposed to find out what your life purpose is when you're like, you haven't even been quiet at all? In the Bible, it says prayer is not the most important thing. It is meditating. And maybe not in the sense that like we do, we like we meditate now, but it, it's I, I take it as in the sense of like listening to what God has to say for you or say to you. You know, because when you pray, you're like, God, please give me more money or God, thank you. You know, help me in this situation. And you carry on with your day. You know, if it isn't it stupid that like I, I say, hey, Melody, I need your help. This is the problem that I have. Right. Mm -hmm. And I tell you the problem. And before you have any chance to tell me the solution to the problem that you feel like is the solution, I leave. Yeah, that's but that's and that but that's how we interact um, when we pray. So like meditation is a way for you to go inwards, because I truly believe that as human beings, if you're not a very religious person, you can look at you can look at nature and, you know, Mother Nature is is is, is beautiful. If you want to look at it from that standpoint, you can say, OK, every seed Every, every, look, look at a tree, for example. A tree starts off as a seed, mm -hmm. right? And when it, when, it, when it grows, before it grows, that tree has always been in that seed, right? It's not influenced, yeah, maybe a little bit by its environment, but who you're supposed to be is not out there. It's in you. Right. And that's where a lot of people and I think the media does a, a, a horrible job with we're presenting to us is like 
we forget how powerful we are as human beings, right? Like the things that we have done in this world, the, the, like the visionaries that have come, that, that came and gone, right? They've done some outstanding things. And what we fail to realize is that we can also do the same thing. You know, you have the power to be someone, but you're, it's, it's, it, and it's in you, you have a gift, but you just have to quiet the noise and discover what that gift is. Until you do that, you're going to run around and try to do what everybody else is doing, yeah. right? Because you don't know what your gift is, right? You're trying, I'm trying to find it. You spent 40 years trying to find your gift. It's, it's literally buried in you where you would never be able to lose it. But yeah. also, like, if you don't quiet it, you, you'll never be able to find it as well, right? Mm-hmm. And then speaking on, um, I just lost my chain of thought, but I wanted to say, like, I know recently, the last time or last few times that we spoke, you were yeah. on social media. And yeah. I know, like, being on there, like, especially me, I try not to be on there as much anymore because yeah. you find yourself, like, comparing yourself to other people. And Absolutely. Um, you always feel like you're never on time. Like, I think I'm at a point right now where I feel like I'm not on time, whatever that's supposed to mean. <laughs> my age who are buying houses or I don't know what people are doing. Yeah. 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 So, so social media, it's even for me, what you got to look at social media is a very small aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe 5% of, of my life because especially like being off it now, I'm a little bit like on there. I, I, I post a little bit just to, because I'm at a point mentally where I can afford to be on there because I have the mental strength to do because I have done the work. But there was like when COVID started, I literally took some major time off, not looking at anybody's post. And even till this day, if you follow me on social media, like unless you're maybe like the first picture that pops up, I, I don't go through, I don't scroll through. I never scroll through. Yeah. I never scroll through. I just post and I exit. If someone comments, I'll check, like, reply. If someone DMs, I'll check, you know, um, like, reply. And that's literally it. I don't, I don't, I'm not on there to spend any of my time. And, and I think that's the best way to do it because you got to understand that not everybody is living uh, a, the, the, it's social. It's not. It's not. It's not real. It's not real. And what I found was because I didn't know who I was, or the, so. So this is one thing, right? With with trading, where I, I encountered when I encountered uh, the the difficulties of it, my confidence. But prior to that, my confidence was built on, like you know. I'm trading, you know, I'm looking at all these like trades, like, you know, you're making some good money on the trade and all that stuff. Like you're somebody. And my confidence was built on that. And so when that happened, when, 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 it, like, when I started losing and I was like, holy crap, like, what am I doing wrong? And instantly my confidence disappeared. I wasn't confident in myself anymore mm-hmm. because now I had let something external affect how I felt internally. So I was, I, I became very depressed. You know, my, my, my self-respect diminished because I'm like, you know what, fuck it. If this vision is not going to work, I'm going to go fucking play video games all day and be like everybody else, you know? And like, what's the point of me working so hard and trying to read and trying to be, you know, be the best version of myself if life is fucking whooping me? Sorry for, sorry for my language, <laughs> you know? So it's like, you, you kind of adapt that, like, ah, what's the use mentality. And I, for months, I just sort of like lay there, you know, and not lay there, but like, I wasn't doing as much as I could. And because I was constantly looking at like the world and constantly looking at like, okay, you know, when things start getting better, I'm going to start getting better. I was waiting for that. And we wait for that. We wait for that. And over time, I realized I have to get better. I have to be the person who, like, so I started working. And I started building self-respect for myself. By every now, it's raining. Probably after the podcast, I'm going to go outside and work out on my balcony. I do that. That's what I've been doing. Because mentally, it signals to my brain that the external factors in life don't matter. It is how I feel internally. And 
you can't be civilized when it comes to that because when you're civilized and you do everything like everybody else does and you don't because that was the thing i was in good shape i wasn't working out so mentally that was declined that was affecting my business that was affecting my personal life and i had a good space because the gym was also closed but i had a good space in my balcony where i could work out and do some push-ups and sit-ups and all that stuff but i wasn't doing it because you know, I didn't want to upset anybody. Like, you know, I don't want to be that guy working out, you know, like with a shirt off or whatever. So because I was trying to fit in, that kept me down. Right. And I see a lot of so a lot of people on social media. That's the mistake that they make is you're trying to be like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But you're not like everybody else. Yeah. You're literally not like everybody else. You're special. And it's like for, for me to say I'm special, someone will be like, yo, you're arrogant. But no, I'm special. You're not built like me, you know, and, and that's literally what it is. You have to you have to tell yourself that you have to believe that because you truly are. There's a gift in you that the world needs to see, that that, that the world needs to hear. There's something spectacular that for you to do out there. But you're not going to do it, trying to do it like like trying to be like everybody else. If you try to be like everybody else, like you be nothing, you're not going to be who you really are. So when you're interacting with social media, you got to come, you got to either access, analyze your life and, and say, who do I want to be? And don't be afraid to be you. And that's the one thing for me is like, I'm very passionate. And if you spend if you spend time around me, people who spend time around me know that's what it is. You know, so like my friends, they know that's what it is. So like that's I, that's what I talk about. That's I talk about where I'm going. I talk about how can you do how can you be? How can you go to the next level in your career? If you're doing well, how can you even do better? And some people don't like it. You know, some people like it. And but I've realized I'm not going to tone down who I am because I'm, I'm trying to fit in with you. And don't so that and that's a mistake as young, young people. We make that mistake because we're so young. Right. The influence we want to fit in with the fashion with, with everything that's happening out there, we want to fit in. So obviously, with young people becoming more entrepreneurs nowadays, obviously, you're going to see that people are succeeding and whatever. Not all of them are succeeding, but it, it, it makes you feel like, well, am I deficient? Yeah. Right? It makes you feel like, well, am I deficient? Am I doing something wrong? Mm-hmm. Am I Am I doing something wrong? But that's that's not it. You, you don't look at it like that. So that's why that's one of the things that I notice is when people see me outside training in the rain shirtless, I look like an animal, you know, I, and I am an animal, you know, and, and but I, I literally built my mind to withstand literally anything because I said to myself when I went through like losing thousands of dollars, I was literally laying in that couch every day and I felt so depressed. That was hell for me. And I said to myself, I am never going there again, regardless of what happens in life. Like nothing will influence me on that level ever. And the minute I started living like that, instantly I started like making money again. I started making money again. I started making money again because the external factors weren't affecting how I felt internally. And and I started building self-respect to myself. So, and that, that was it. That's what it takes. Right. Because the, you, like you internally, you create. So, yeah, like and going back to being like deficient when you see other people succeeding. Don't look at it like that. Just look at it as like the way that I that I tell people is like you see me doing all these things. It's not because you have to do it. Don't feel deficient. It's just like I came from a place that I don't ever want to go back to again. So I'm willing to push to look crazy, to look like abnormal to most people mm-hmm. because I know where I came from and I know the hell that I faced and I know that nobody was there to, 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 to help me. It was just me. Right. So like you got to go face yourself and discover what is your true purpose. And one of the books that I found to really do this um, is think like a monk, think like a monk. It gives you uh, in terms of, like people who we are um the, i guess like the three types of or the four types of um of, of people or whatever like passion dharma that's what it's called mm-hmm. and one of them is a guide 
So you're if you're a guide, you are someone who likes to you like to like gain information, whether reading or whatever, and you like to share this information. So you could be like a teacher, you could be uh, an educator, even an entrepreneur. I would consider myself, or you learn a skill and you want to like give that to someone else. So uh, for six years, like for six almost six years, I've been trading. I've been doing it solo, but I always know that like there's a guide in me where it's like I like to help people I like to make sure the people around me and people out there are doing well mm -hmm. so I like that's one of the meaning I've put towards trading is how can I use this to make an impact in other people's life what can I do so that's now built me into the next chapter of my life that I'm currently working on um, and you have a creator you're someone who like you like to create um, things. You can, you know, someone created this this MacBook Pro that I'm that I'm currently using, right? So, um, or, or and and the creator, um, you have the um, uh, this 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 a couple more creator. Uh, what's uh, I, I can't I can't remember this this literally I wrote it down on my note and it's uh, crap. Uh, but but yeah, so it's it's a great book to read. It's a great book to read that will help you discover um, sort of like who you are, and and why you dis because when you discover who you are, then you can say, okay, what gifts do I have that I can give to other or I can use? But you have to know like what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses, and those are like being a being a guide. That's a strength, you know. I like to learn. And I like to give back, right? So that's, um, yeah. Yeah. No, so, okay, to wrap things up, um, what advice or something that you've heard that someone else has told you would you give to someone um, that you were like 19 at 20 or someone my age? Yeah. What would you give? We live in an age of information mm -hmm. where you can go out there and you can get a lot of, you know, information and whatnot. So that's great. Um, use that, utilize that. If you don't have friends who have the same vision as you, mm -hmm. find people online who do and listen to that consistently. Listen to that daily. Um, speakers like Les Brown, Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, these are people who give you, um, you know, great, great motivation, but you can also learn through the words they say. And that's how I started. But more importantly, in living in the age of information, we also start to feel like when we see all these successful gurus out there and successful mentors or teachers and speakers, we like to think, oh, well, you know, it'd be nice to work with them so they can help me and blah, blah, blah. Great. You can do that. They can do that for you. But I think the best, the biggest thing you can do as, as at your age is learn to be your own hero. Look at the people you admire in your life. Look at the people that you aspire to be that make a huge difference in you and say, okay, you know what? How can I, what are some of the qualities that they have? And that was one thing that I had to write down. How can I be my own hero, right? What are some of the, like, if I list it out, what are some of the things that would make me feel like proud of myself? Mm -hmm. Like make me feel like I have some self-respect and, and, and working out consistently, like that was something that I had to start doing. Right. Um, you know, like meditating and, and focusing on, on, on my work as a, as a trader. Those those were things. And there were just certain things that I, I just decided to build for myself rather than looking at the world to give that to you. Mm -hmm. Just focus on if I were to die tomorrow, because we don't have time. We don't always have, the, let's say, 100 years, 70 years. Live your best life, man. That's the best thing. Live your best life. Learn to live your best life. And in doing so, you got to do things that fulfill you. On my Instagram, if you look at it, you'll say, never trade your passion for a paycheck. Never do things for money. Do things that, like, like find what speaks to you. And in, in, like, in being your own hero, like, do that. Do yeah. that. Face your fears. Go inwards. Face your fears. Face the fact that you feel insecure that you're depressed, that you're not good enough. You got to face that. If you don't face that, the world will just constantly create representation 
off that. And you, that's what you go on social media and you see, well, this girl looks good. I don't, I, I wish I had a butt like that. You know, I, I wish, you know, and I've met a lot of girls like that. And trust me, your confidence level is very low. <laughs> Not all of them, but some of them, like most of them, they don't, they, they have the same problems that girls who are looking at them, like thinking, oh my God, you are super bad. You know, like they don't feel that way about themselves, right? So it's not important about like, like it's it's like, how, what are you doing to be the best version of yourself? And you have to write that down. And what are you gonna do to do that and live with that? And once you define that for yourself, your values, you're stronger mentally than 99% of people, like 99% of people, because most people wouldn't do that. That's why I say read listen to stuff because most people are not willing to do the work that it takes for them to have to the, have the life that they want to have right so uh, that's that's a longer advice but i hope there's some something there that is is of use yeah. <laughs> thank you so much again guys for listening um we upload every other thursday 7 p.m so make sure to check that out for new content if you want to be featured then you can also message me on instagram All right, bye.